Welcome back to Jim Intense Sports. I'm Lucky from Lucky's Elite Breaks, joined by Scotty from Scotty's Card Check and Josh from Ekman Sports Collectibles. You can find all the links to all of our pages in the description box below. QR codes are going to pop up during this podcast. Please make sure to check them out. We are back this week after one week off due to both of you being horrendously sick. So I hope you guys are feeling better. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I feel doing pretty good. How about you guys? Very good. I still sound terrible. So sorry to all the viewers. You still sound I can't terrible. tell a difference. I can't tell a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just sound like normal, Josh. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah. It's because you, you keep enjoying the sunshine in uh, South Carolina. Then you go back to, you know, where is it, Pennsylvania? Yep, yep. Go from the nice, warm, sunny weather to the cloudy, miserable weather. Yeah, Actually, that really does have something to do with it, though. Yeah, when, and I have very bad allergies, so I'm sure that doesn't help. So, yeah, going back and forth, it definitely is taking a toll on me. So, Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I know I had to write down a lot of notes just because uh, there's just so much going on. So we're going to go into, into the first segment real quick. Um, this is going to be Scotty's specialty. So MLB is implementing a new 15-second pitch count. So here we go. All right, John, or uh, Scotty, what, what do we got going on with that? Yeah, so I'm sure most people know by now about the new rule change as far as the, the pitch clock. So with runners, if the bases are empty, the pitcher has 15 seconds to pitch the ball. If he doesn't pitch it within that 15 seconds, it's a ball. The batter has to be in the box ready to hit with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. Uh, if he doesn't do that, it's an automatic strike. And there's already been some issues with this. Um, I know the Braves and I think it was the Red Sox. They were tied in the ninth inning. They don't go into extra innings for spring training. But so bases was loaded. It was a full count. The game was tied. I think it was 6-6. And the batter did not get into the box in time. So they called strike three and the game ended. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So there's a few other issues. And I've been listening to what other people you know, thoughts on this are, and some people have come up with some really good stuff. One guy came up with the thing that the he the problem that he has with it is that he's afraid of the pitcher injuries or he's going to shoot up because pitchers aren't going to be given enough time between pitches to to rest. So if if you think about it, like you know, when you go to the gym, you go, you work out, you do your set, you have a certain amount of time that is between sets. Otherwise, you're not as strong. You're not as good. You start to fatigue faster. Well, if they're making these pitches, pitchers rush and rush and rush and rush, you can start seeing some shoulder injuries, maybe some elbow injuries, because, you know, when you do get fatigued, sometimes your mechanics will change. So, right. I, yeah, that, that's something to look at. You know, uh, a couple of the other things that they made with that, you can only pick twice on a batter. Uh, I believe the batter can only call timeout once matt scherzer already used that to his advantage so he got set batter calls timeout okay now he knows the batter can timeout call timeout again so what does he do scherzer gets the ball back and he immediately goes to the rubber and he gets set batter gets ready and scherzer just stands there and stands there and stands there and he lets the the pitch clock run down to the very very last second and then he pitches as you know most batters don't feel comfortable when they get into the batter's box and they just stand there for like a really long time so yeah it's, well not it's, 
not even that though also because i was gonna bring up the scherzer thing uh when it came to like the mechanics um because he was also doing that where he was pitching fast too so like he was already testing that out but um i noticed that he uh not only did he do the thing where he was waiting but he also did it where as soon as the batter got on into the box he threw a pitch like he was getting ready to pitch so he was like it was like he was like switching it up is it was, was kind of he's cool playing my yeah, it's like mind games and like playing defense already on defense. Like so, so that part is kind of cool. But um, but yeah, I could definitely see where yeah, someone's gonna probably get injured a lot more. Uh, but from someone that loves sports but hates these long seasons like baseball, hockey, basketball, um, maybe it speeds it up a little bit. Maybe it makes it a little better. But I don't, I don't know how much it's gonna really speed it up by, but. Yeah, yeah, Mike. I well, saw see, that. And- yeah, it is a Bach now, and and I did see that. He, like, how can what? Do, when are he, when is he determined to be in the box ready to go? Because Scherzer did that a couple times where he threw a he got in the batter looked up and Scherzer was already throwing the pitch and the guy said it was too early of a pitch. How is that even possible? Well, if he gets in last second, like say he gets in because he has to be in the box ready to hit with eight seconds left on that clock. After that, it's 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 free game. So if the batter is taking his time getting into the box, he's he's actually hurting himself. What he needs to do is get into the box like immediate. Like a lot of batters, they you know they take the pitch, they walk out of the box, they do this little roundabout thing, and then they get they come in and they get set. Batters are gonna have to start learning that they can't you know after the pitch they can't step out and walk around and do all that stuff. They're gonna have to get set a little bit sooner, give them an opportunity to not get rushed by the pitcher. So there's uh, going to be strategics, you know, when it, yeah, when well, it comes to that. I guess that's my question there. Like Mike just said, the batter has to have time to get set. What 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 determines when you're set? Is there anything that well, determines that you're set? It, like he can't get in there and be looking down at the ground. You know what I mean? Like he, he comes in. But as soon game, as he so looks, he, as soon as he looks up at the pitcher, is he set? <clears throat> Yeah, that's 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 what that I thought. You're, you're I thought Scherzer hit. did that a couple times, and as soon as the batter looked up, Scherzer pretty much started his wind up, and they stopped him a couple times and called it. I guess it would be it would have been called a balk. Yeah, well, it depends and, on and how much called, time so is, is on the clock. Gonna... Oh, it, okay. it depends on the uh, on the clock. If like I said, if if a batter is getting in last second, then it then it's free game. But if let's say he let's say the batter doesn't really step out, let's just say like after the pitch, he keeps one foot in the box. He just kind of steps out with one foot. He gets in, and there's 12 seconds left on the clock. The pitcher can't just rush and pitch because the batter has that that you know up to the eight seconds to be set and ready to go. So that's okay, when it'll I be see, a box. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So the yeah, batters are going to have to learn learn that they can't take their time either. Yeah. Like what Jared said, it's also going to be the discretion of the umpire. You know, some of them are, are going to be probably a little bit more lenient on, on some. Yeah. And and then the other rule change I wanted to touch on real quick that I didn't, I didn't really mention to you guys about was the shift change because I kind of want yeah. to see what the, what, the, what what was going to happen. So you, you can't do the shift anymore. You can't have, like, you know, three guys on, on one side of, you know, second base and, and just leave that one person by themselves. So what some teams are trying to spring training is they're actually taking the left fielder, and they are abandoning left field. And they're sticking him in shallow right field. Yeah. And yeah, and that, that that yeah, and that kind of just takes takes exactly what the shift was. Now I really hope hitters make them pay for that. Cause you could just if you can figure out a way just to bloop in something, then you know that that's an easy double all day long. I'm actually not even a fan of the shift, to be honest. I mean, I know you should be allowed to set up your defenses however you want, you know, is, is mm. part of it, but it's just, I don't know. I just, 
I've never been a fan uh, of the shift, but I also get it at the same time. Right, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts a lot of what's going to happen this next did, season um, for sure. Real quick, did the um, did the the plate change the size of the plate? Uh, the plates change at all or no? I thought oh, that was the a basis. rule change, or the bases. The bases. Did that yeah, actually change? Yeah, the base. Okay. Uh, I I believe they made the bases a little bit bigger. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Today when I was looking that up and wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah and like sure. what Jared like what Jared's saying about the bunt down the baseline. I'm I'm a big fan of that. And you know what's weird is that I've actually seen some guys do that, and the other team get mad at the guy for dropping a bunt. And I'm like, well, you're the one that's shifting. This yeah. guy's you're trying to be strategic with your defense. He's being strategic with his offense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can't you can't get mad because he's on a loophole in what you're trying to do to him. You know, in essence, another loophole by shifting the defense. Right. Yeah. So we'll go to the next. Sorry, I was dying there for a second. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll go into the next. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next thing we're going to talk about is so Tops is cutting some of their product. Um, so let's go into that real quick. So the product they're cutting is Bowman Chrome X, Clearly Authentic, Fire, Gallery, Gold Label, Opening Day, and First Edition. So let's start with Scotty. Which one are you going to miss the most? Um, None of them, to be honest. Um, I Gallery has been, has been pretty cool. I've bought that throughout the years. If you're not familiar with Gallery, what it is, it's not your it's not your normal card. They basically have an artist design like like I think it was uh in 2020 they had uh artists actually did did art on the card itself um like they would do so like you would pull a card you might pull you know a Yor a Jordan Alvarez and then pull another Jordan Alvarez and his face may not even look the same because it's gonna be different artists you know drawing drawing it but uh, every year they're always different they they've had a couple of years where it's been pretty sharp so I think if I'm going to miss any of them, it'll, it'll probably be the gallery just because it's something so unique and so different year after year. Um, Tops Fire. I did like Tops Fire until I opened up a uh, box that had um, the autos were all smeared. And actually it was oh. multiple boxes. It was actually multiple boxes um, that had autos that were smeared. I, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you take an auto that fast and – and you know package it to where it, it ends up smearing but yeah uh that one and then um opening day not i was opening day is kind of like i don't know have you guys oh have you guys ripped it opening day before no mm -mm. it's 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 like the really low low end of top product it's 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 obviously it's what it is it's it's opening day for mlb that's what they have but really that's like a really it's a really low price product and there's really no hits in it it's it's really for i think for like kids that are like maybe just getting into a hobby or someone just wants to open up some cards for like a really low price but you you really can't hit anything out of it um i think the clearly authentic though that's that right it was that yeah the clearly authentic that that stuff was um that 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 one's not too bad that's probably that one and probably gallery would probably be the two i would say i would miss I don't yeah, know. Uh, what I was like their them. what was their reasoning for cutting those? Just just cost, or just because that's what they're doing? Is there a specific reason? I think it probably has to do with the fix. Um, oh, okay, that's you what know, I was thinking. There's, they just had a big conference 
uh, fanatics and, and tops, and they're going to be doing from from what people have been saying that there's going to be a lot of changes that they're going to be doing in the industry uh, as far as what what tops and fanatics want to do, and they're going to bring in some big stuff. So I think probably what they're probably doing is cutting some of the stuff that maybe is a lower end selling price point for them. Um, maybe they just don't. Maybe they just want to end the product, and then this way they can bring in newer product with fanatics. Yeah, and probably just introduce introduce a new stuff. That would, that would be my guess. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure. That's just what I'm guessing from what I've been hearing. That's what's going to end up happening. But I will say this: they did say for sure they're they're getting rid of um. Reasons. Yeah, I did see that. Good. That that needs to happen for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I even when I'm doing breaks and I pull a redemption, I'm like, oh man, they're not going to get this card. <laughs> And yeah. if they do, it's a miracle, right? But I think I would miss the gold label. I liked how how shiny they were, and like they they looked like just a really nice card. I've always liked the gold label from even yeah. way back in the day. So it'll be sad not to see those anymore. Uh, the clearly authentic, I've I don't really like those anyway. I mean, I've opened like one and I didn't get anything, so I just <laughs> <laughs> you spent the money, got 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 the one crap card that they probably put in the case and. You said never again. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. So, but yeah, so we have that. Josh, you don't really collect anyway, so I don't think you really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. And I don't really open up much baseball if I do open anything. Um, I did like the Tops Gallery. I opened up a couple of those. I did like that. Uh, I like the look of the fire, and then the um the gold label also. Those are the ones I like the most. But yeah, this doesn't really hurt me, help me. But um, uh, Tops. Mike says Tops also had the Project 70, which I did like those. I, I did like the Project uh, cards that they made. Um, but I don't know if they're, what they're doing with that. But, yeah, other than that, though, I don't really collect too much of the baseball stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, But, yeah, that was one thing. So um, I guess we're going to the third thing right now. So this is actually going to be a long topic. It's um, the guy about the Luca card. So here mm. we go. So Panini's doing Panini things. So this guy was in a break. He pulled a Luca autograph out of a Spectra box, uh, but it was not Luca's autograph on it. It was Otto Porter Jr. Yeah. So he went through all the channels, right? He was messaging Panini. This has been like over a year, I think, something like that. Finally, got like one person who said they'll look into it. Like they they'll get the card. They received it from him, and they'll try to fix it. And then this card got lost, and then. Like a couple months ago, he got a message saying, okay, well, just talk to USPS. That has nothing to do with this. We never got it. So it looks like he got gypped, and he's not going to be getting that card back at all. So, Yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, and that happens – this happens more often than not. Like people don't realize that like, this actually happens a lot. Um, and I guess the auto card – they found the card, the auto card with the Luca auto on it. So I don't know if they pulled in a break or something, but they did end up finding that. But um, it happened with the – we talked about it like last season, I think, um, with the Babe Ruth one-of-one uh, one bat relic auto, and it was like George Brett on it or something. So, yep. I mean, that's – I mean, it, imagine if you open that. Well, even Luca, I mean, that card is probably huge. But imagine if you open like a one-of-one one and Babe Ruth of all people and it's the wrong auto. How would you feel? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's shades of the exact same thing, except this guy, you know, is really trying to get his card fixed and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know whatever happened with the uh, Babe Ruth thing. I don't know if it was ever 
Like, I don't know if Panini ever did anything for that. But, yeah, for him to – and how they're trying to, like, wipe it clean and, like, act like nothing happened type of thing is really, really shady. Yeah. Jared says just happened in NFL as well with Mac Jones and Zach Wilson autograph. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It, it, it happens way more often than not. Yeah, and, and with that Luca, with that Luca being on there, the other card, I bet you that card's value goes way up because you still have a Luca auto no matter what way oh, you look at. Oh, for sure. You have, yeah. you have a Luca auto, so you can still sell the card as a Luca auto. It just won't be Luca on the actual card. Yeah. So uh, that's know, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, but he he, he he mailed it back to them to get it fixed, and they're saying they never even got it. Like they're you know yeah they, after all yeah yeah they they gave him the runaround for a bunch. He sent email after email. He remember he said he called for like two months straight, and yeah. he couldn't get a hold of anyone. And then finally someone on his phone and said that they would red tag it and get back to him on it. And then yeah, that's when they gave him the story about well it never came in the mail. We never received it, and um, then. Someone closed it, saying that it was since it never came. They closed that, um, uh, closed his tag, you know, his issue tag. So yeah, it's it. It was just messing. You know what? The with Panini is just you. You just that's just what you're gonna get from Panini. Any I think feel like anytime you rip Panini products, you you are taking a risk. It doesn't matter what you know what it is, whether it's baseball, football, you know, basketball, soccer, whatever it is, they always just seem to have some type of issue. And, and you hear the thing from people as far as like, well, you know, I, I try to get it resolved, you know, and it, it just, their, their customer service sucks. Tops on the other hand, I always hear the complete opposite tops is that if there's an issue with tops, they're pretty good about uh, repairing it. In fact, um, poke, I was just texting with poke. Um, not yesterday, but the day before he had bought, um, a blaster of, of uh, Allen and Jenner and uh baseball and he opened yeah. it and I'm not kidding you. Every card, every single card in the entire box, the, the, if you're looking at the card, the right, the bottom, right, all of them were folded all <laughs> of them, the entire, the entire box. So he was asking me, he's like, what should I do? I'm like, dude, you got to get a hold of tops, get a hold of tops. And they should, they're more than likely they're going to send you another box. It wasn't like, he, I mean, he had like good cards too. He even showed me it was a, there was a Wander Franco in there and there was an O'Neill Cruz. So it's not like he was sitting there getting a bonus, you know, a bogus box and then bending them all and sending, telling Top, like, this is what happened. He yeah. he actually hit some good cards and they and they were damaged. Right. You know, ho- hopefully he, he he's able to get a new box. I'll keep you guys updated on that when, when he lets yeah. me know what goes on. Yeah, the, the quality control in Paninis is out of control. I just, mm. even in so many breaks I do, like the mosaic, and you guys have seen it, there's like those big creases right in there, right in the middle. And it's like, you know, I pulled a Spencer Strider for someone. It's like, that's one of the rookies you want. And then all of a sudden, it's worthless because there's a huge dent in it. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, their quality control is just out of control. And then, so that, uh, Babe Ruth thing. So they found the George Brett one of one, but it was an autograph of like a third person. And it yeah, wasn't the Babe I, Ruth I remember autograph. hearing about. The, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know if I ended up with the Babe Ruth autograph. I wouldn't give a shit what it's on. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I got a Babe Ruth autograph. I don't know what you guys got, but I'm good. I don't care yeah. if it's with a George Brett or 
freaking I don't know Mike Piazza. I don't care. Mike, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mike Piazza. He could be on. Yeah, it could be on whoever. It doesn't matter. I mean, regardless, you still, like I said, you still have the autograph. It just, it just really sucks when you hit something that big and, and something that special that, like, you're, ne- you know, you're never gonna hit anything like that again. And and it's just, it's all messed up, you know, because you meant like pulling like a Michael Jordan autograph and it wasn't Michael Jordan's autograph. Like it was oh. like Will Purdue. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> you got a Will Purdue on a Michael Jordan. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Wow, yeah, he wrote you know, the M backwards. It's a W. <laughs> and you know what else? No one I'm surprised, and, and maybe this has happened, maybe I haven't seen it. You know how sometimes they have those book booklets with like a whole it'll be like five, six, seven, eight guys autographs. I'm really surprised like if the, any of those are sticker ones that they haven't put like a sticker on the wrong guy. Like, like let's just say it's like like a like from like the Lakers dynasty, and you had like Shaq and you know Kobe and um you know Ron Harper, you know, guys like that. Maybe it's from, from like a championship team. They like like the Kobe Bryant and the Shaquille. Like you put the Shaquille O'Neal, like where Kobe is, and like you know the Kobe where uh, you know Ron is, and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, for sure. So yeah, their quality control is just crazy. So um, then one of the bigger topics, um, on especially with eBay comps and all that. So it looks like some buyers might be getting scammed on eBay. So we're going to go into that right now. So this, I don't know too much about. I know Scotty sent this, and you sent it in the group chat, right? Or was it Josh? It was Josh. Yeah, I think it was me. Josh. So what I gather from it is she wanted this card, right? This this girl was bidding on a card, so she she wanted to buy for six sixty, right? And I think she put a max bid <coughs> of one thousand thirteen dollars. Yep. All of a sudden, she you know leaves it on there like this is my max bid, but I'm my bid is six sixty. So then I think it's later that night, she sees the bids go up to like 700, 750, 850. It goes all the way up to 130. By $50 increments every time too, like right. all the time. So then the bid gets retracted and they, yep. it gets taken away. So As then, when, it, when it was $50 over her, her last, her thousand dollars, it was at literally a thousand fifty. And then they, the person that did that canceled their bid and so it went back to her at a thousand. Right. So, I mean, this could be happening a lot, guys. A lot of sellers, this could be a way of them trying well, to get more. Yeah. What I don't think, so what I didn't realize at the time was because she did this because she was getting on a plane and she wasn't going to be able to bid on it. So she was like, I'm going to put this outrageous bid because it wasn't worth that. It was, like, it was worth like six, 700 or like even no, less, she, whatever. She, she, she said that she thought it was like max worth was like <clears throat> eight to eight fifty, but she or, wanted yeah. the card so bad. She she was gonna put it a little bit over, but she didn't think it was gonna ever go over eight fifty. Exactly. And 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 then she saw all this. So what I realize now that you can do, and for instance, so I sell on eBay a lot. So I can sell, I can put a listing up, I can go make a fake account of my own whatever. And now I can go bid on that listing that I put up. Now people do this already. It's called shill bidding. They bid things up and make them sell, but they actually don't sell to nobody and so forth. But it looks like the price is higher for that item. But what that what the seller could have done, this is all allegedly, what the seller could have done was he could have kept bidding in fifty dollar increments until he until someone, whoever the highest bidder was, he realized that now he's the highest bidder. So now he doesn't want it. So he's gonna basically 
uh, asks for a refund or whatever, that he doesn't want to buy it. And all he's doing is asking himself on his seller's account. So then he goes over to his seller's account, he accepts it, and he goes down to the next highest bid, which would have been her at 1000 So now he gets uh, top dollar for it. Yeah, and and it's all done. And, it's all done before the final, like before the time runs out. Because I, because if he did that after it was all said and done, like at, like he, it wouldn't have went to the next bestseller. He would have had right. to repost it because it was already it was already a final sell. So he does the like the seller does this all within the bidding limit of the time frame before it, it ends. Yeah, and so and, uh, that, that has to be uh, done all the time now. Yeah, and so she, the good thing is, though, that she did call eBay and she explained to them the situation of what happened, what she thought did happen, and that the seller had a secondary account. And she said, I, I'm not going to pay this. And they said, totally understood, and they canceled They canceled the payment. So the guy not getting, not selling that card for that much anyways. But Yeah, yeah. Here's, Which big deal, he'll relist it. But she but she's in now, the, she's in the industry though, so she knows that. Like like most people yeah. might not understand this and they just might be like, Oh, well the person didn't want it, so now I get it. That's the problem. Yeah, and and the interesting thing about that too is that she said that this is from a legitimate seller. She didn't want to say yeah. the name because I guess he's a pretty big seller. So now there's the other thing that, that goes into this, okay? A lot of times you try to sell stuff based on comps okay now how much of the comps are all up now as a seller you want stuff that if you're if you're selling stuff you want to see as high as it can go so like something like that yeah like you you want to see that and entire you don't want to see that so now you know when, when you go to comp a card are the comps too high you know what i mean like is that really like because there's been so many times where i've seen like a card be going for like 20 you see it it'll be, be like 18, 20, 22, 20, 19, whatever. And then you have two different things. Cents. Either have you have yeah, you have one at 99 cents, which I I I don't understand how that works, or you have one that's like 40, 50 dollars. Now well, I, I know exactly I, how it works. Um, because I, I buy Pokemon slabs that way, and I go on at like three o'clock in the morning when I go to my job and I look for the uh slabs that are gonna be excuse me. For the slubs, they're gonna be ending at like in that time frame, at ninety nine cents, and like nobody has. It's just people that don't have big accounts. That's all it is. It is people find people that don't have big accounts, and not a lot of people are following them. And if they're not looking for that specific card, and you you can catch it, you can get that card for ninety nine cents. It doesn't mean that it's worth ninety nine cents. It's just that that person doesn't have as many followers or as many people looking at that account as someone else might. And so that card's going to go way less, but that's not the value of the card. Yeah. And, 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 see, and that's another problem that I have is because it brings the average of the cost of the mm -hmm. card down. So as a seller, you got people coming to you, well, this card, you know, the, the average sells like $26. And then you start looking at like, you have like, a, like, like what you said, you might have one like at a dollar or $2 when the card's like, like a $40 card. And you're like, no, that's not like what it should be selling for. It's really not what the average of the card is. It actually mm -hmm. should be higher. And yeah. so my my problem is that, like, I know when I go and I buy cards at shows and I look at the comps and I look what they're asking, you know, let's say I'm looking at a what I know is like a $50 card and they have it like for like 80 Then I know, okay, you're, you're, you're way over the top. We'll have to meet somewhere. But, you know, if you're with someone and – 
and they have it listed for 50 and you know it's a $50 card and you're like, well, you see this one sell was for 35 Like, can we meet in the middle? Like, that's the type of stuff that, that I don't like because I don't think it's fair and, to the yeah, seller and, who has a fair price already on the card. Yep. And, and, and see, this, this is probably my favorite subject because I'm – well, obviously, I sell on eBay. I'm in a flea market. So right there alone, I have people come up to me all day long that will just buy whatever. But then I also have the people that come up to me that – um when to comp things also so the one thing i would say to look for as a buyer and you go to someone and, and also as a seller and they come up to you they say comps and whatever look at how many bids were on that card if it was one bid two bids and it went for like five bucks or less i'm sorry that i, I would i would discredit that that card that bidding um, if it had 30, 20, 15, 20, 30, 40 bids and people were actually going after that card, now I would say I would take that probably a little bit serious. Also, I wouldn't be looking at bids. I'd be looking at buy it now offers. Um, people that sold a card at a buy it now price, go look at that, find out what those are selling at. And I would, I would use that more than I would for the bidding. Um, but at the end of the day, people got to just kind of price things the way you want it to be priced and stick with that because here's the thing if if everybody went off of comps and so say i have a hundred dollar card and someone comes to me and says hey will you take 95 for it i say yes okay they go and they sell it and they look and then say i sold that on ebay and they go look on ebay and someone says oh well, look this sold for 95 will you take 85 for it uh okay if, if that seller's willing to part ways with it at 85 he goes okay yeah i'll do that well if that trend keeps going they're just, it's just going to go down to like $10. You know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't make any sense that it's not going to ever, if you always give deals in that sense, it's just never going to work out in the long run. So yeah. you kind of no, have I'm to just stick with, with what you want and, and kind of agree to that. So now, now Josh, when you're comping, do you, do you typically just use like eBay? Is that really what you typically use? Well, Yes, because that's really all you can use. Um, 130 point is another good one. And it's mostly still eBay sells, but you can see what um, if someone, if on eBay it says buy it now, but they accepted the best offer, you can see what that offer was. So if you go on eBay and look up sold listings, you can't see the best offer. On 130 point, you can. Um, 130 point also uses like PWCC and a couple other ones. But you don't get a ton of those ones on there. Um, something's gonna change here. Uh, it has to. Like with whatnot sales, with TikTok, with um, new platforms that are coming out like Drip and Clapper or something like that. With all these different selling sites that you can sell on Facebook Marketplace, um, anywhere like that, it's online. You don't really know the true value of a cart. And the true value of a card really isn't like it used to be back in the Beckett days where they had the Beckett books, like where they told you what the value of that card was. Like now it's all based off of performance. It's all, it's all based off of all that stuff. That's why I've slowly am like getting into Pokemon too now because Pokemon, what I love about Pokemon is you're not dependent on the per like the, the picture of the card. You're not dependent on Charizard going out and having a good game because it can't happen. It's one, <laughs> it's one thing. Like he'll never do good. He'll never do bad. He'll never beat, uh, beat his wife up. He'll never go out and do drugs, commit murder. Like, like nothing's ever going to affect that card. Really? 
but the only thing that affects that card now is pricing is what people pay for it um and that, but something has to change here down the road because ebay i would love to see what like 10 like five years ago what the ebay like market was like with uh buying and selling cards and what whatnot and TikTok and all these other platforms have done to that um yeah like, you, you can't get a real number anymore no yeah i, I use uh cardfetcher.com and i never heard I of that, that one, what's that so so cardfetcher.com when you go to look a card it'll ask you to put in like you know the more description of the card the better right and mm -hmm. it'll bring up all the cells that it, I, have been recorded of that particular card within like like i think it's like the last 50 cells but it won't do just that card it'll do particular it'll do like cards that are just like it of uh, the okay. same player are players that are like close to it and also other comps of like this say it's like something that like a card that's out of five say there hasn't been any sales of that particular card it'll yeah. take players that are kind of valued around the same as that player and yep. like for instance like mike trout Shohei, you know Aaron Judge, stuff like that. They're they're all pretty much around the same. So let's say yep. you have like an out of five trout that hasn't sold out of let's just say it's out of Spectra. Uh, it'll do is if there's a Judge or like a Shohei that sold at that, it'll bring that up for you, or it'll show you like what other five have been selling at. This way, yeah. when you when you go to let's say you're you're trying to figure out okay, well what this card is valued and what can I sell that? At least it'll show you. Not only that comp, but comps around it as far as like other yep. players that are that are close to that particular player. So cardfetcher.com. My brother uses one. I don't know if he's still in the room. Maybe he'll type it in the comments. He uses one that's really good. So this one, this one keeps record records of the the PSA 10 cells, the SGC 9.5, PSA 9, PSA 8, and then anything under. And then it'll also show you what an ungraded what the average ungraded card sells for mm -hmm. and yeah so like um yesterday when uh, when me and him did that uh case break of the 2022 prism quick pitch uh, that's we use that because it's, it's real easy it, it's real quick what it is is you type in like you type in the player and whatever you're you're looking for like whether it's prism or whatever and then the year and it'll it won't just bring up like Let's say you're you're like okay, it's gonna be like the prison. Like what we were opening up was like the, the donuts once. They go sportscardpro.com. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's a pretty good one too. Yeah, it's really actually. I think so far out of all of the ones that I've seen, that is my favorite. Um, yeah, because I like that it'll show you everything. Like, and it'll also show you the other reason I like it about that is because you can go to it and you can immediately see if the raw. Is going for the same as like a PSA nine, yep. To see if right. it's even worth sending in, or to see if 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 you really think that card is like is a, like it has a really good chance of grading ten. If it's if it's worth sending in, if it's gonna five six seven, that card, you know what I mean, or if yeah. it's just better to, to leave raw. So yeah, uh, I like um. Good. Now I was gonna say, Jared, uh, where did you get that Julio Rodriguez one out of five caps? Kind of <laughs> value that at. But so these sites you guys are talking about, Card Fetchers, SportsCardPro.com. Do these require premium uh, things? You got to pay for them, or you just go on them and you're good to go? It, it's as good as my buddy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Matt's not in here, but I know she's free. I know, like, um, they, they have some cool apps out there too, where you can scan cards, and there it's a great idea. But the problem is, you scan that card five times in a row, and it's like the same card don't come up. So it's like oh. they're they're great ideas, but they gotta they. That's probably what's gonna end up having to happen is they're gonna have to find a way to where you can do something like that, and but you'll never be able to find like what not sells and stuff like that. Like, it's just never going to be able to happen. So and maybe it'll never be fixed. Maybe we'll just always be talking about this till we're 80 years old collecting cards still. Um, yeah. And it's just still a problem, but uh, yeah, it's something that as a seller and like for me, for instance, for someone that sells on eBay and sell and buys on eBay and then also sells in the market. Um, it's just very, very difficult. And I, I was watching uh, Lucky's live on TikTok yesterday the other day when he was at the show and i told him after the show i said i i know now that i never want to do a sports card show i said it's just yeah. there's everybody is ebay comp and everything and i don't and i was like the flea market is just it, it's so much better to me because people will still want to work deals out with you but they're not on their phone constantly saying well this price it went for 35 dollars instead of 80 dollars well, yeah, but it also only had one bid, and it also had three bids a month before that that were way higher. So, so you, you kind of have to stick to your guns. And that show just seemed like it was just full of just trying to comp things, trying to get different deals. But like, and then trades. And I don't know how you feel about trades, Lucky, but trades. Like, I, I understand trading is a big part of the hobby, and I get that. But like at a card show. Like, oh, that's just too much. Like trying to sit there and figure out if you want to trade this and trade that. And, and yeah, that's something I would never want to have to so, deal with. It, it depends what you're trying to do. So yeah, for you, you're, you, I know you, you're very business minded. Like I buy stuff, I sell it. Here it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a card show, the culture is kind of like, I mean, a trade could value me the same way it could whoever's trading me. And then I yep. could take whatever I trade for and sell it for a higher price. And I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people now, especially they do the dollar up challenges. So, so many people came up to me like, I have this. I heard about, card. yeah, what is that? Cause I, yeah, I heard so, them ask you that. So, a lot of, and, and when we go to convention this year, you'll see a lot of that okay. where someone, it's like a challenge. So, you go in with a dollar card. So, this kid wanted, he had a Zach Wilson pink mosaic. It's like mm -hmm. a dollar card. Yep. So, he's like, you know, I'm trying to trade it for something. So, he found like a $3 card in my bin. And I could tell this kid was like a good kid. There's some kids, you know, they're just like, they're just yeah. trying to pull one. He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to do this. Like, I'm going to put it on my TikTok, whatever later. So I'm like, all right, this $3 card don't mean none to me. So we'll do the, I'll trade you for that. So yep. now part of the challenge is now he went from a $1 card to a $3 card. Yep. Now he's going to try to take that $3 card and try to trade it for like a $7 card. And he's going to see how high up he can get before the That's end of the show. That's pretty cool. I will admit that. It's that, cool, yeah. but I, think, I don't think you'd have the patience for that. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind like once or twice a show if someone came up and tried to, but, but it's eight hours of that happening. I'd lose my mind. I'd absolutely <laughs> lose my mind. So yeah. yeah, that's definitely not built for me, but I'll be, I'd be interested to try it one time just to see what's all about. We we should do that. The three of us, we should go in with a dollar card to convention and see how high we can get like a little challenge or something. Yeah. I think something like that would be cool. That'd be pretty fun. Like put it on the YouTube channel or whatever. So. I think, I think, cause I know we talked about doing different things and stuff. I think we should do a hobby box challenge. Us three. We all we get the same hobby box. 
And whoever gets the best card gets everybody's other hobby box. Dang. Ooh. Or or we like can go that. like or we can go pack for pack for pack. We could do like we all we pull one that. pack out and like we all battle with those that those those packs and whoever wins that gets those three packs. I like that. And just I do like that. that. So that that wouldn't be as bad either. So you wouldn't like have wasted all that money. You know, I just lost all my money. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, going going back to the eBay comp thing real quick. So it also depends the time and stuff you put the items on there. So when people try to compensate, yep. this only sold for $30. To your point, um, when mm-hmm. you go shopping for Pokemon cards at 3 in the morning, who's up at yep. 3 in the morning buying Pokemon cards? That's all, so yep, exactly. A lot of people should structure it. Like, I'll post my items to like end at 5 o'clock on a Saturday or something where people yep. like might be more aware. So, yeah, one bid, and it, oh, this card sold for 35 bucks. Yeah, well, it was in the middle of the morning, so yep. no one was awake. Uh, does, you know. And that's what that's what's crazy. So coming from a flea market person, basically, so when I do that, I'm th- they're thinking, like, okay, I'm buying – I've bought, like, 10 graded cars in the last uh, three or four days, Pokemon. I haven't spent over $10 on any of these cards, really, um, each. But I've had, But each card has $5 shipping. And that's included in that price. So I'm buying cards for $5 or less, and they're all 9s or 10s or better, and they're all CGC, which is a big Pokemon grader, or PSA cards. So if I take PSA 9, CGC 9 or 10s, and I take them down to the flea market, I'm easily able to price those at $20, $25, and they'll sell at the flea market. So, But that's what I'm saying. Like, And, and that's what's crazy is those will sell down there. But then you go on eBay and you look and people will be like, well, that sold for 99 cents. Well, yeah, it did. But it's also because of the time of the day. It's also because the seller might not be a big seller. Or the other big thing is people like big companies that get this stuff in bulk and they don't like they don't have to make that like good dollar on every single card. They don't mind letting those type of cards go for like that price. Because they're just trying to move product, move inventory, and get it in and get it out. Um, so that's another thing. Like sometimes they'll put it up for ninety nine cents, but that's just because they can afford that. Like me personally, I'm not big enough to where I can. And it's just like whatnot. I'm not big enough on whatnot where I can go on there and just post everything starting at a dollar and let everybody bid on it because I only have five people in my lives at all times anyway. So that would never work for me. But backyard breaks, if they wanted to do one, they could go on there. They're gonna have 300 people in there. They could, and that's what's crazy too, is they could put a card on there that could be valued at a dollar. They'll put it on there for a dollar, and seven people will bid on it. And it'll go for ten bucks, and they just made that that huge profit on it when it's not even a ten dollar card, it's a dollar card. But they have enough people in there. People might like that player, and they'll bid it up, and that's just the way it goes. So. Right. There's so many factors <laughs> nowadays to like getting comps and getting all that stuff. Well, what I noticed a lot of guys are doing now and whatnot too is their stuff. They're putting it in the store as a as a buy now. They're yeah. no longer auctioning yep. off, you know, good cards because I, card, I know yeah. that that's that that's a problem. Is you know, people are not going on whatnot necessarily to rip people off. Yeah, but not everyone makes a lot of money, and sometimes you might sit there and, and really want to get a slabbed up card like a decent one and yep. you know you don't want to sit there and spend a bunch of money so you know you you might go into a room hopefully that other people aren't looking for that player and you can get them for cheap what i feel bad for is is a lot of these 
these, um, you know, sellers that are at the beginning and, you know, they're trying to sell slabs. I, I've heard so many times, like, come on, guys, like, I, I need the bids up a little bit higher, you know, especially when you're sending off the PSA and, you know, and the, and the, and the, the car or the, the slab is for less than what the grade amount was, mm -hmm. which I, I, I don't even understand, you know, why that would even happen, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And it's like Mike, weird. like Mike just asked, there are there a lot of people that put reserves on cards on eBay? Um, see, the the thing about eBay too is, yes, not not really, honestly, in my opinion. And because if you put a reserve on eBay, you have to pay to list that card now. Like it, to put a card up for bid, I believe if you started at ninety nine cents, you don't even have to pay for that. Um, it depends on what what platform you have on eBay, like like what um model you have. So if you have like the first business model, you get so many cards that you can list. But I believe like if you start a card at ninety nine cents, even with like a basic eBay account, you don't have to have a um uh, a reserve price. You can just start at ninety nine cents and let it go. But then if you want to say list a card at ninety nine cents but have it reserved price for $10. Now you have to pay like a dollar some fee. And if that card doesn't sell, you still pay that dollar fee. And then you have to relist it again and try to sell it again. So you're losing money if that card's not going to sell. So if you don't have a big account, then you're going to lose money that way. And it's the same thing if you want to say start a uh, an auction at like uh, for a $100 card. If you want to start an auction at like $80 or $100 or whatever it is, like you have to pay now. And if that card doesn't sell, I, I'm pretty positive you lose that you lose that price that um that charge, and and that's like for me, I personally don't do that. So all I do on eBay is I do buy it now with best offer, and I and I'll just and I do that because that's a free listing, so it's easier that way for me. Now I know what I want to get out of that card, and I'll put best offer on it. And if someone wants to try and make a deal with me, they get like three to five offers, and we can kind of work out a deal, and I can message them, and we can go back and forth. You know, the other thing that I wonder about, too, is like, OK, I'll, I'll use this for an example. Like so last year before National, that's when I was buying a whole bunch of slabs because like some of the bigger channels, man, they were letting slabs go for really cheap, which typically doesn't happen. I wonder if because, you know, they get they get the, their 1099 form and all that and they have to fill it out. So let's just say it's it's, you know, right now, PSA is, is $19 they get a card graded i don't know if these companies that do really big bulk orders if they really drop the price down for them or whatever mm -hmm. but let's just say it's it's 19 dollars right to do the card record this right and sell it for 12. i wonder if they just use that type of stuff as a loss for their business because i'm sure they keep track is like when you send a card into psa i wonder if that's like in a considered an expense you know, but then and the card sells less than we put into it. You know what I mean? I wonder if that does help them for tax purposes because they can turn around and be like, well, we took a loss on all this product. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I never thought about it that way. So, yeah, that could easily be happening. Yeah, it could yeah, be mind sure. game. Especially when especially when some of these people are like, there's a, I think it's it's called KK Sports. It's, it's the people that mm -hmm. like watch yeah. on, on 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 whatnot because they 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 24 7 on whatnot they have guys that take shifts yeah they and, have like three different ones right they have like kk consignments kk sports and kk breaks or something like that yeah and they're they're fantastic they actually really like yeah. to watch the stuff that they break because they don't do little, they don't do little stuff they they do really big multi-year yep. breaks which is what i really enjoy 
watching, mm -hmm. but they're the ones here that I was just buying slab after slab. And I'm talking about like, I was getting slabs for like eight, nine, ten dollars you mm -hmm. know and I, I i couldn't believe it and i'm like how can they like i understand they make money all through the year but the guy was just saying he's like yeah we're, we need money for national that's what mm. that's what they were doing they were they were selling trying to sell this stuff because they were really looking for money on national because and now not only are they selling it for eight nine ten dollars but you got to remember you have the whatnot fee on top of that yeah yeah so they're not making so, much but they're trying to save up not, i mean they're not making anything that's 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 my point. Like you're not making anything off that card. So can they use that as, as a write-off is, is a, you know, a lot yeah. less money on my business expenses. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I, I was telling my buddies on like about a month before national. It's your time you want to start um, looking to buy slabs. It was going all over this on whatnot as far as like stuff for cheap. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Look forward to them. Yeah, maybe check that out because I never thought about that. It's yeah. going to be cool to have you guys here and um, go to that together. So, you know, pimp out uh, Jim Mint 10 a little bit and we'll do the dollar challenge. Um, I'll go up to a table and be like, okay, I'm trying to trade uh, this newborn baby. Can I have that? Uh, <laughs> <Micah> Parsons? <laughs> so for yeah. those of you who don't know, me and my wife found out we are expecting. So little Lucky's coming. So yeah. I, I, I knew that we were going to go to the card show. I, I knew we were going to go to the card show, but I thought Scotty was going to be the only kid we're bringing, but I, we're going to yeah. bring mine too. So, <laughs> Got to start him off young. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. So I'll get a little Jim Mint 10 onesie on her, and we'll, you know, we'll, be, yeah. we'll be good. So what else you boys got? Uh, I don't know if you guys just want to talk about Jalen Carter real quick. So he was he was a defensive end that was expected to go number one overall in and the NFL draft if if the Bears decided to keep the number one pick. You know, it's probably going to be a quarterback. But what ended up happening is now there's an arrest warrant out for him uh, because I, I guess I guess what ended up happening is there was a car accident involving a player and a staff. They both. They both, uh, it was a fatal car crash for both of them. Yeah. And he left the scene, came back like two hours later, told him he was like a mile away and, and saw it. Then his story changed to where he was driving behind him and freaked out and left the scene. Now his final story is, well, I was driving beside them. Now he, he swears he wasn't driving, but now this is, I, I don't think... Now, now, he's not going to get arrested or anything because they can't. Obviously, they can't prove that he was driving the other car. But now it's come out that the cops are speculating that they were drag racing, and unfortunately, those two people lost their lives. Um, yeah. so they can't prove that he was driving, so he's probably not going to get technically into like any like major trouble. Like he's not going to do jail time or anything. But now they're saying that this could really slip his draft capital. He could really dropping in the draft they're saying it can be yeah. really big uh really big uh which i guess the, yeah at the end of the day it's i guess it's bad for him for uh money wise because you obviously make more money the higher you're drafted but that could be good for now the middle and end of the rounds because now other teams are gonna have a chance to pick him up but um well i mean if he's still in the draft in a, yeah and I mean, I don't know if uh, we'll see if a team really lets him go just because of something like that. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, to me, it shows your character. You know, you one of those yeah. guys was your teammates, and and you just and you just left. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That shows a lot about your character. Now, if you had stuck around, like to me, that tells me that you're not even, you don't even feel guilty about what happened. You're just worried about your own self. You know, yeah. what if, what if, what, what if he could have stayed there and, and, and helped him? What if he could have pulled someone out of the car and CPR and whatever, maybe he could have saved a life. I don't know the story. I'm just, you know, you know, just giving my thoughts on it, but she, yeah. it shows a lot about your character and how much you're just worried about your own individual self as opposed to other people. And to me, that's not the type of guy I would want on my team. Cause obviously if, if you're building an NFL team, you, you need, you, you need guys that are, you know, trying to make this, yeah. you know, a family type thing. So, um, you know, and then on top of that, I mean, clearly him leaving scene back shows that he was guilty of something. He was probably driving the other car is what ended up happening. You know, even though he's not going to admit to that, but why else would you leave the scene? You yep, only yep. leave the scene if you're guilty. That's, that's yep. the bottom line. So, yep. you know, it's, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with his draft capital and, and where that goes. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I really hope the Bears trade that pick, but we'll see over the next they're couple going months. To, I, I, I really think they're going to. They don't need a quarterback. Someone's going to come at him with some ridiculous trade offer. Oh, isn't Barkley, Saquon Barkley, going to go somewhere? I thought Bears were interested in him. That'd be, that'd be. I, maybe you know maybe what? it was just you know, it was just a Facebook thing where someone was saying, "What if this happened?" Um, but yeah, that was something that someone was saying about because they could probably that's probably like everybody's going over what is, are the Bears going to do with that number one pick, and they were probably saying about Barkley maybe, but I don't know. To trade yeah, the pick good. for Barkley, I mean, you need wide receiver help because technically David Montgomery is all right as long as he's got an offensive line to run around. I mean, I think they need yeah. help with wide receiver, but I mean, I would take Saquon Barkley. You know, I mean, yeah, he's better than Montgomery. I mean, we know that. But um, now, if you trade Montgomery in the second pick for Barkley, hold on, hold on. You, you guys, Barkley agent. He's not under contract. There's no trading Uh, for Barkley. Okay, then that's why they they were saying about where he, where is he going to get signed to, and maybe the Bears were one of the options. Yeah, and the Bears have a ridiculous amount of money. You guys have like a hundred million. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's that's that it's it's a crazy amount of money. Yeah, so it'll be crazy. It'll be crazier if they can and like make it into the division in the top two or three. Yeah, and they have all that money. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> what else we got, Josh? Anything other than I don't want to I don't want to bring up all negative stuff, but what about John <laughs> Morant just waving his guns around? Oh, like he yeah. just don't care. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing with his cards now? Uh, if you, if, I, he'll be, first of all, it's the NBA. NBA, NFL. They can wave their guns around, beat their wives, do whatever they want. They'll be fine. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, the, the, it, for some reason nowadays, like that stuff doesn't matter um, when they these guys do this stuff. So it, it's not going to do anything. And I guess really it's what happened is, uh, what, he beat up a security guard or something or a 17-year-old kid or Something like that, and he pointed a gun at a seventeen-year-old kid. Um, so I don't know what is going to happen with that, but it happened, I think, a year ago, and they're just now coming back to it or something. So we'll see. I mean, he got suspended what for a dumbass. I know. Yeah, he got suspended for two games for uh, having a gun out in the club at um, on his Instagram live. Um, you, you can't get dumber than that. Wasn't it in response to like Shannon Sharp saying he's not thug or something like that? Like Shannon Sharp said something about him on Undisputed, yeah. and then yeah, something he like responded that. with waving a gun around in a club. Hey, oh, hey, again, stupid. that goes to 
that goes to these guys being so soft, man. Who yep. gives a shit yep. what Shannon Sharp says about you? He's a football player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't. I don't look into that stuff as much anymore, especially someone like John Morant. Like, it. Yeah, it'll get waved over. Something will happen, and he'll be fine. But his car. And it's, will and go not, down. not that. Not that I think that's okay. It's just that's the way the world is now, and <laughs> it's just not going to change. I mean, that's the problem. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, then. Well. We'll wrap it up then. Um, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks to everyone for watching and commenting. Um, again, you can find the links to all our pages in the description box below. Um, and also, uh, we did launch our JimMint10Sports.com website. So you can go on there and buy into the breaks that I do. You can buy single cards from Scotty or Josh that we'll put on there. Um, it's just launching, so not everything's on there, but um, it will be. So make sure you go check that out. And then, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. All right, All right we'll bye. see you.